0: But how many would say when you have a problem it puts pressure on you. Right? Well, let me tell you. When you have the patience that God wants you to have in a situation, your patience puts pressure on the problem. Your patience will say, "Hey, so what? I can deal with God. my God's got this." You see, See, you know how Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Did Paul did not say, I can do all things because I'm bad. He didn't say that. He didn't say, I can do all things because I'm special. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when you have your patience, you've got to be like, you know what? My God's got this. And I'm waiting for it. My God's going to do this, and I'm waiting for it. So your patience will put pressure on on the problem see How many would say that you struggle with patience? How many? How many would? How many? I think, and sometimes I think we have a misunderstanding of what patience is when it comes to the Word of God and waiting on God. Patience is not what we think it is. A lot of times, patience, people think is just passively waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm being patient. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. But when you're patient, when you're patient with the things of God. Your patience comes from your strength, believing that God's able to do what God is able to do. So you're not just waiting. You're and You got to co- you combine it with expectancy. Amen. Because your patience is listen. I know that I'm believing in something that the word has and what God has told me. And I am going to wait for it. Amen. And I'm going to until because first off. With your expectation, your expectation should be, well, I believe that what God told me he's going to do and I'm I'm going to wait until he gives it to me. And if God doesn't give it to me, then I don't even want it. See, sometimes if it doesn't come from God, you shouldn't want it. See, you shouldn't want a blessing so bad that you don't care where it comes from. So sometimes you may get something that seems like it's the good real deal, but it's not. So you've got, how do you know that? Because you're patiently waiting on the Lord to provide what the Lord wants you to have. Amen. See, how many, how many would say when you've been looking for a job, you go out, you look for a job, you're willing to jump on the first thing that, listen, you got all them applications out, first person that offers you a job, you want to jump right on it because you need the money. But if you've ever sometimes been in prayer, God will tell you, no, not that one. That's not the one I have for you. Wait, 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 wait. I remember when I was in New York, and I'm getting to a scripture. Don't worry, I got scripture today. When we were in New York, we moved to New York, and it was September when I got there. And I was putting out my applications. We had sowed our first seed, our first fruit offering in February. And in January, after so it's September, we sow our first se- fruit seed in January to world harvest in Atlanta, and I'm still don't have a job. I'm shooting out resumes and, and applications to all the property management jobs I could think I could get. And other jobs, I remember a security job. I was about to get a, go into a security job, and I went in, even into security training. And I was going get, to get an armed guard position in New York City thinking, wow, that's going to be big bucks, right? And then I remember God telling me when I was going through that, listen, I'm not put, I didn't bring you up here to get into the security and, and, and get shot or getting you, you just wait. I have a job for you. So we sold our first fruits. Now I in November had filled out an application and sent it online. In February, in the middle of February, I got a phone call from a property management company that had seen my resume in November, but now God had opened up a position for me. What I'm saying is I could have took any job that I want, that was offered to me between September and February until I got to the job that had the right job. It was the right, how do we pray? Right job, right place at the right pay. It had the best benefits I had ever seen in my life. But anyway, God set something up, amen? I could have went somewhere else and failed, but because I went where God set it up, it was good. Amen. Turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 35 through 38. And I know I spent a little longer time than normal getting to a scripture, but I just feel like we have to encourage people that sometimes waiting's not a bad thing if you're waiting the right way. See, you've got to, when you have it, you can stand in reverence of His holy word. And I, I'm serious when I talk about re- reach out to people this week. Be like, man, how you been? Don't be like, oh, we missed you at church right away. Just be like, where have you been? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 through 38. And this is the King James. It says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. So that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet a little while. And he who shall come will come and will not delay. Now the just shall live by faith. But if he draws back, my soul have no pleasure in him. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. But verse 36 says you need patience. And I know a lot of people see. A lot of people, we always say, oh, don't pray for patience because Scripture says it brings tribulation. That is scriptural. That is correct. But also, if you look at the book of James, he says they count it all joy when you go through those kind of things. See, because I look at it this way. When we're going through something, it gives God the opportunity to show up and to do something that not only gets our attention and increases our faith, but it will increase the faith of others around us. Amen? See, when, God, when people see you standing firm in the middle of a situation and trusting God and watching God do it, then that's going to catch the eye of the person around you. But it's also going to catch you on your inner mind's eye. Be like, you know what? My God did it again. See, because when you follow God, you recognize that he'll do it each and every time. But you have to patiently wait for him. I want to read out of the Amplified. And I'm going to tell you what's in brackets and parentheses because the Amplified kind of digs deeper into the Scripture. With that, You know, how many have ever used a concordance where you find a word and you've got to go find out that meaning? Well, the Amplified kind of puts it in there, puts it in perspective. Hebrews 10.35 says, Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence. See, you've got to have the kind of confidence that has no fear. See, when you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you you have cancer, you have to have no fear and say, no, I'm not having cancer in this body. And, 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 and not instead of like, oh, yeah, OK, it's stage three. When's it going to stage four? I mean, we, we've had with Elsa when she was, you know, she had cancer and God took it out of her. Amen. For, for it has a glorious and great reward. See. Sometimes when we're going through something, it's getting tough. You've got to think about the promise and the reward and not the situation and the circumstances. You've got to think about what the promise is at the end of the thing you're going through, amen? And that takes fearless confidence, a confidence that cannot be shaken, amen? You know, your pets have fearless confidence in you that every day you're going to feed them. Mine, my, my cat, well, it's not my cat, it's just lives in, uh, it's my wife's cat. I saved them, saved her, but it's her cat. She knows, she knows the spot. She goes and, and if you don't come when she thinks, she comes and reminds you, <coughs> excuse me, y'all forgetting something over here. Counseling us with fearless confidence that every day, without doing a lick of work around the house, out doing anything, don't clean up nothing, spits up hairballs, makes a mess for us to clean up. But she still knows that every day she's getting fresh water and fresh food. She counts on it. She has confidence in it. Why? Because we never let her down. We have never said, you know what, hairball today, no food. Sorry. She wouldn't even understand it. Right? You got to have confidence to know that God is going to do what God said he's going to do. How do I know what he says he's going to do? Find it in his word. See, you can find it in his word. You can apply it to your life. See, if you're a believer in Jesus, what's in the word is yours to claim. See, sometimes you you, how many own a house or or rent an apartment. If you rent, you have a a, a lease agreement. If you own, you have a mortgage. If you own a house and you have a mortgage, you also have a thing called a title or a deed that says that you own. the mortgage is how much you owe. How much the bank wants. The deed is that you pull that piece of paper. I say, no, this is mine. So you got to find a word for what you are believing for. That's your title and deed to your miracle. That's your title and your deed to your healing. That's your title and your deed to your blessing. You find it in the word and then you patiently wait on it with fearless confidence. And don't sway to the other beliefs. Don't sway to what anybody else is saying. Focus on what the word of God says about your situation. Then it says in 36, for you have need of patience, endurance. And then in brackets it says to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromise. See, sometimes we get in different difficult circumstances and the first thing we think about doing is compromising. This scripture is saying we need patience and endurance so that we don't compromise. See, a lot of times I believe, and I say this a lot, that believers give up on their miracle before, right before it's about to come to pass by compromising, by giving up, by just not patiently waiting and enduring with fearless confidence. If God told you something, God tells you something in your heart, in your mind's eye, in your spirit, and drops it in there that he's going to do this thing for you. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. It just may not take the time that we think it needs to be because we are carnal and fleshy creatures that want everything right here, right now, and before we even ask for it. We just want to think it and have God drop it in our lap. Sometimes, like you know, God, like that job, it took God time. And when the lady explained it to me, there was things that had to get moved around. See, the property that I was going to take over was being run by this one lady. And she was doing an awesome job. But there was another property down in Brownsville, Brooklyn, that needed a little help. And they needed her to go there. But before she could go there, they were having... um. An M.O.R., which is like a a, a full operations review where they come in, the one thing they do is they inspect your property, but that was later. But the first thing is they come in and they inspect so many percentage of every file to make sure you're in compliance. And they couldn't let her go until that was finished. And they couldn't make the move. And then also, you know, if you're in the business world, you've got to fire somebody properly. So they had to go through the process of getting everything set up to fire the one person to move her out of there and move move this one from A to B and then to put me in A. So it was a process and it was a time. And I, thank God, waited for the right opportunity. Amen. And it was just it, it was a great experience. And there was another one that just energized my faith because it's oh, the other thing is we put in my first fruits, our first fruits, that I would get a job that I would get the same no less than the pay that I was making before we came up. And also that I would be able to be flexible in my schedule because I had to be co- be concerned with making sure my daughter was picked up and, and, and things like that. And it came to be where when I got the job, she says oh, and by the way. There's one day of the week you have to stay late, but you can pick it. So I got to pick it based around the schedule of ha- of staying late on Fridays because I s- had arrangements for Faith to be picked up and taken care of on Fridays and not any other day of the week. So even that part of that prayer got answered by expectantly and patiently waiting on God's miracle. Amen. You see. Then it says, so that when you have carried out the will of God, you may receive and enjoy the full what is promised. See, don't don't second guess your blessing. Don't shortchange yourself of your blessing. Don't put God in a box and limit what he can do for you. Wait on God and let him do what he wants to do in your life. See, we get impatient, we get frustrated, we get upset. We get offended, we get disgruntled, whatever it is, and we, see, that's all emotion-based. We've got to be people that are spiritually based, following the spirit of God and what the Word of God says about my life. That I'm more than a conqueror. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and I'm not beneath. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, because you, my Lord, are with me. So you got to know when you go. Like I said last week, He's by your side. No matter what you're going through, he's by your side. He's not going anywhere. No circumstance you have going on is going to knock Jesus off the throne. No devil in hell is going to knock Jesus off the throne. Amen? Ain't nobody taking Jesus off his throne. till daddy says, get on that horse and go. Then he's going to get on the horse and go and come get to church. Amen? Praise God we're going on the first load. Amen? But patience, when you have patience, biblical patience you're mentally fixed and immovable see when you're patiently waiting on god your mind is not falling for all the you know something for some reason yesterday my wife and i were talking about certain things we always pass each other and bounce stuff back at each other but we talked about You know, there's a scripture that says casting down all imaginations and bringing them into the subjection of Jesus Christ. See, the enemy will filtrate your mind and flood your mind with all these different ideas. Why would he do that? Because he wants to get at your patience. He wants to get at your thought process. He wants you to get frustrated and give up before your miracle because he doesn't want. See, his main goal is to stop God from getting the praise. See, because if you remember, the reason he was booted this is I'm not even didn't you have this written down. The reason that he was booted out of heaven was because he got too big for his bridges. He wanted to be God. And God said, no, wait, wait, there's only one, well, three of us, but three and one of us. And you gotta go. So ever since then, his mission is to try to keep limiting God getting the praise. And how can he do that? From stopping you from getting your blessing, from having you give up before God's able to give it to you. Amen. And you'll be like, well, then, but, but, why, but why if God is so knowing and so powerful and he sees me getting all frustrated, why don't he just give it to me when I want it? Because it's not the right time. It's not the right season. You won't be able to keep it and handle it. So he knows what he's doing. So we have to fearlessly with confidence. Be mentally fixed and immovable. Anyway, let me tell you something. When you have problems, how many would admit that, and it's not bad to admit when things are going ways. That when I give examples, because we're all human, we all have flaws and errors in ourselves, amen? We're not perfect, none of us are saints, right? But how many would say when you have a problem, it puts pressure on you. Right? Well, let me tell you. When you have the patience that God wants you to have in a situation, your patience puts pressure on the problem. Your patience will say, hey, oh, so what? I could do it. My God's got this. You see, see, you know how Paul said, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Did Paul did not say, I can do all things because I'm bad. He didn't say that. He didn't say, I can do all things because I'm special. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when you have your patience, you've got to be like, you know what? My God's got this, and I'm waiting for it. My God's going to do this, and I'm waiting for it. So your patience will put pressure on the problem. See, when you're patiently waiting on a healing, that patience will put pressure on that sickness. And be like, you know what? This body ain't putting up with that. You gotta go. You gotta get out of here. You gotta go. But the opposite happens when we start speaking the sickness. You know, sometimes as believer will be like, yeah, I'm healed. <clears throat> oh, what's that? A sore throat? <coughs> oh, yeah, I'm healed. Oh, my head is just killing me today. We just Double, <laughs> that's talking out both sides of your neck i'm healed oh but i you know i'm congested i'm feeling a little sick wait a minute, i thought you were healed we all do that amen faith and now when you combine faith remember faith is the evidence the substance of things hoped for and the evidences of things unseen right so now when you take faith which number in verse, it pleases God, right? It's, un, it, it's impossible to please God without faith, right? Now you combine faith and patience. That's immovable and mentally fixed. Now you put pressure on that devil and that devil going to run and flee eventually. Because remember, that'll be part of your submission. Because what does it say? Submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. Well, I'm in submission because I believe it's my God. I'm having faith. I'm having patience. So when you have patience, you're automatically resisting. Come on, give him. See, y'all didn't even get that. Sometimes people think resistance is, oh, no, 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 devil, get away from me. Oh, no, it's not just that all the time. Sometimes it's just being immovable in the promises of God, and he's got to go because he knows he got no way in. Come on, give him praise. Say, my patience is power. Power. Say, my patience patience. is power. Power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the patience is a foundation for your faith to sit on. See, enemy wants to get you all flustered. Enemy wants to make you make quick, rash decisions. Quick, rash decisions, unless it's inspired directly by the Holy Ghost and you know it, are usually directions and decisions that will get you into trouble. Like, you ever get, you know, how many ever get these phone calls where people are trying to sell you something and they just won't take no for an answer no matter, how to, no matter how you say it? Because they understand that if they pressure you and pressure you and pressure you and ask you questions in different ways to try to get you to make that commitment right then, they understand once you hang up the phone, that's a lost sale. So what they do is they keep going and going and going. How many times you got to say no, well, finally You go like listen, I'm not interested. Bam. And you got to hang up on them or you just got to click. How many get them stupid phone calls for health care or whatever, and no matter how many times you push nine to be removed from the call list, they call you another day from another number because they're hoping to get you on the phone at a moment where you'll make a rash decision and buy into their program. Well, if they're doing it, where do you think they got it from? That's what that devil does to you every day of your life. Wants you to make quick, rash decisions and make mistakes. But when you've got patience, in God and your faith is resting on that patience you can be like you know what I can wait till my God brings it because I know when my God brings it it's going to be good so what you need to do start practice thinking of being fixed fixed in a situation not fixed like you were broken fixed like like a foundation immovable nothing's going to move me and I'm constantly standing on his word. Constantly stand on his word. Stand on the word about that every day when you get in your car, you're protected because you applied the blood of Jesus and you asked for garrisons of angels and heads of protection to surround, protect, and keep you safe. Stand on the word of God that says you're the head and not the tail today. Stand on the word of God that says you're warden to conquer. Stand on the word of God in all these different things in your life. And be immovable. And start thinking like this. Does not matter. Say this to me. Say, it does not matter what I'm seeing or what is going on. I'm standing firm on his word. That's what you have to think every day. That I'm standing firm on his word no matter what's going around. Amen. So say this. Now say this. Say, I don't have to get patience. I already have it. Say that again. See, I don't have to get patience. I already have it. Now say this with me. Patience will work for me. My circumstances do not determine my attitude. We need to say that one again. My circumstances do not determine my attitude. My eyes are fixed on Jesus. No matter what. I'm believing in my God. And when he brings it to pass, I will praise him. And if he doesn't bring it, I don't want it. Amen? Amen. you would be like, well, Pastor, I really want that car. Well, maybe he didn't bring it for a reason. Praise God. That's right. But your patience is power. Waiting on God the right way is power. And then, the way, what way is that we get when we try to be patient, we try to let ourselves know how we're operating patience. And then we and we focus on how long it's been or how hard we're waiting and how patiently we're waiting. Don't be like that. Just be like, listen, my God's got it. When He got when He wants to give it to me, I will receive it. Amen. When my God wants me to do this, I will do it, but not before He tells me to. Amen. So patience is power. Patience can be. More than just waiting for something. It's not meant to be like that. It's meant to be power for your faith to encourage you and strengthen you so that you can wait on God's blessing in your life. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise in this house. World Harvest Worship Center. Reaching our world. One life. One city. One nation. At a-